0: Hey guys, Jamie here. So we're right in the midst of summer and if you're anything like us, that means you're on the move. Christine is out paddleboarding every day. Heidi is being the yoga goddess that she is. Megan's running miles around New Jersey and I just spent two weeks moving and building furniture here in my new home in Pennsylvania. So suffice it to say, we're sore. For aches and pains, Team Off the Gram uses Arnicare, which is a natural over-the-counter topical pain relief gel made from mountain daisies. The gel not only relieves muscle pain and stiffness, but it also relieves swelling from injuries and discoloration from bruises. So whether you're working out, doing home improvement projects or yard work, or even just sitting too long at a computer, Arnicare gel is essential for self-care. Visit arnicare.com and use the code OFFTHEGRAM at checkout for 20% off through August 31st.
1: I think it's okay to allow yourself to have some stress purchases. And, you know, to your point, we have been saving a lot during the pandemic on commutes. We're not traveling as much. We maybe canceled that European trip we were going to take. Summer camps in many cases are closed. So there is some spare money there that we could spend.
2: Welcome back to Off the Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life. Channel your inner girl boss and navigate the ever changing landscapes of wellness and social media. Hey guys, welcome back. Hey. Hi, hey. Hi. Let's okay, so
3: today's guest is Trey Baj. She is a smart shopping expert with a passion for helping us all save money and get the best value from our purchases. As a sought after lifestyle journalist and TV con- commentator, she's appeared on NBC Nightly News, Inside Edition, CNBC, and more, more, more. She was named a top voice in retail by LinkedIn and a top personal finance expert by Go Banking Rates and Flex Jobs. Her writing and expert commentary has appeared in the likes of Newsweek, A oh, Woman's Day, where I just happen to be the editor, Forbes, mm. Kiplinger, and Yahoo mm. Finest. She's also the founder of the cosmetic brand, three custom color specialists, and a mom of a teenager, mm. scary, <laughs> um, who lives in New Jersey beating my chest right now with her husband. Please welcome Trey to the show. Thanks so
1: much for
2: having me. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, Trey. Okay, so we do a weekly catch-up topic at the beginning of every show to just like, you know, get us talking. And this one I feel like is perfect for you. So we wanted to talk a little bit about pandemic purchases, splurges, you know, maybe what each person's biggest purchase was. This is Heidi speaking, and I had three kids and two of them were pre-k that my twins were pre-k for this virtual school so like i spent way more money on like educational toys trying to get them to like do things because they had a 20 minute zoom every day let's not kid ourselves that is not school mm-hmm. um so those were my, my purchases over the pandemic were really like things that i needed not being at home and um educational toys, but I know like a lot of people I was looking for one, but they were always out of stock bought these water parks for Mm -hmm. their backyard. So
0: like, what did everybody buy? (laughs) You're so good, Heidi. I love that yours were like educational toys for your kids. I bought every single thing that was marketed to this Jamie. Everything that was marketed to me on Facebook, like literally those things target you in a way that it's impossible to say no and mine were not educational toys it was like mascara like that's ridiculous that didn't even work and like oh you know what i got i got one of those feet up trainers the thing that helps you flip it upside down when you're doing oh i saw you doing that it's like a bench and it helps you do inversions without a headstand chair it is yeah but it's called a feet up. the brand is called Mm -hmm. feet up but it would pop in my Instagram or my Facebook feed every time I would log on and I couldn't say no. Well, you almost had me purchase one because I saw yours and I was like, oh, I want one of those.
2: I'm not gonna lie, it's really fun. I love it. I already have one. I didn't buy that, but I did make a big I did do a big splurge. It was really for John, but um for his fiftieth birthday a few years ago, I bought him a um an ore. That was supposed to go to a stand-up paddle board, but I didn't get on the paddle board because he was supposed to pick one up or pick one out. And um, we have the a tiny little beach house in Ocean Grove, but we're not there all the time. But now, because of COVID, we've been staying here. And um, we're both runners, so to kind of combat or you know complement that, we are in the water a lot, or doing yoga and doing things that are um, a little softer on our joints. So this was the perfect thing to keep us socially distant because you're in the water if you're paddle boarding it's a great core workout and he had been saying like come on let's just do it let's just do it and then finally it was a you know it's a pretty big purchase so it was a splurge but we've been trying to save and be smart about other things so that I, I let that one go as part of his birthday present a few years ago so I was like all right let's just do it and he's been going out every morning he saw a whale two weeks or uh, last week um it oh kind of like just splash out of the water yeah so it was all worth it for the whale
0: <laughs> and you're dolphin so right it's like I saw like a dolphin Yes.
2: I was like Jersey Shore, baby. That's what you get. We've been reading shore. He was wondering why there's so many fish, like dolphins and, you know, wildlife just jumping out of the sea. And I guess because there's less fishermen and there's more fish and it's just cleaner. Um I guess pollution. Yes. So it's been it's been lovely.
3: I felt like I was saving money, like I wasn't buying a commute, like I'm no longer commuting. So no train pass, no subway pass. I was saving money until our local Lord and Taylor's um, announced (laughs) that they were sort of going out of business and doing a little liquidation. And I went this weekend and you couldn't try things on. So I bought like 10 bikinis and I'm like, well, I'll just return the ones that I don't like or don't fit. And then I was like, oh, crap. I like $900 worth of bathing suits. Oh, oh my God. I mean, granted, I got a bunch of I mean, everything was 40 to 50% off, and it, bathing suits are never on sale. Cover-ups are never on sale, although Trey could probably find us some better deals. Yeah. Um, so now I'm just trying to make a returns pile because clearly I can't spend that much money. But I was just like, well, let's return what I don't like. But meanwhile... I basically spent like the mortgage on bathing suits.
2: I think a lot of people justified these pandemic purchasing things by how much we were saving in our day to day lives, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no commuting costs, no, like, for those of us that live in, you know, places where there's boutique fitness, you weren't spending it on classes. I mean, like, you know, I know moms who do one to two boutique fitness classes per day. Not on ClassPass, like buying. And that's a lot of money per week that you're saving. Like, that's not me, but I know people that do that. And um, so, like, all those day-to-day costs. And somebody commented last night on something I posted about they saved so much money because they weren't going out to eat.
0: Me, yes, Christine. I see so that was $1, you? $1, was you? <laughs> I,
2: I mean, I didn't that. post that, but oh, I, oh,
0: I 100% yeah. agree with that. So I, mm-hmm. I put that money towards the stand-up. Easily $1,000 yeah. a month in Ubers. I had a nine-year-old tell me the other day, yeah, my dad's been stress buying during the quarantine. I was like, how do you know <laughs> that? Because <laughs> her backyard, it was at my sister's house, and we were talking to her <gasps> through the fence, and it was their next-door neighbor. She was going... Yeah, we have like a slip and slide and a this and a that. My dad's been stress buying during the quarantine. <laughs> I was like, get it, girl. It's yeah. our sponges. Be careful what you say. But I think yeah. that's really true. Like some people bake, some people stress purchase. Do you find that, tray?
1: Yes, and I've been talking about this a lot and I think it's okay to allow yourself to have a, have some stress pur- purchases and you know to your point we have been saving a lot during the pandemic on like Megan said um commutes, we're not traveling as much, we maybe canceled that European trip we were going to take, summer camps in many cases are closed. So there is some spare money there that we could spend. Um I've been suggesting that people maybe create a little bit of an allowance for themselves so they don't go overboard. Um, um, and for myself, I've, I've been saving so much during this time. Um, my big purchase has been some extra outdoor furniture because hmm. we're spending so much time outside. We, we can only social distance with friends outside. Uh, so we've invested in some furniture for the side of our house where we have a little patio and we're going to get a cover. And so that's kind of my big purchase at the moment so we can socially distance with our friends. And then the other thing I'm spending on kind of unexpectedly is um, Airbnb. Bees. Um, so I'm going to visit family in two different states over the summer. You know, if you know if we can, if nothing changes. Um, but instead of staying with family like we normally would, we feel more comfortable staying in an Airbnb that I've you know sanitized uh, top to bottom before we even go inside. Um, so I'm spending a little bit of unexpected money there on Airbnb so we can socially distance with our families, but at least see them in a, a safe way. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point, because we're also spending money on like weird things to keep ourselves safe or to have uh, a sense of safety. Like I know people that are buying all those, there's like that weird key thing that allows you to push the buttons in your elevator without touching. Yes, But I know a lot of people who are (laughs) purchasing anything that they see like that, again, usually targeted ads in their Facebook feed, they feel so compelled to buy because it's like, what can I do to keep my family safe? We actually bought I mean, we have such an outrageous supply of vinyl gloves, um, disposable masks. And my husband even bought a hazmat suit when he was first talking about going back to our apartment in New York City. He bought a hazmat suit. And my mom was like, don't you think you're going you're being yeah. overboard? But this is back to, in the middle of all of it. Two people on my floor had passed away from COVID. And I said, no, I don't think there's a such thing as overboard right now. So I think that that's, that's also very easy to get like, well, we would buy, we would spend any amount of money to feel safe right now. Can't put
2: a price on your health.
1: (laughs) That's right. I don't think you can go overboard with that. I think whatever makes you feel safe and that whatever you're doing to protect yourself and others, I think those expenses are okay.
0: I hear you. All right, cool. Well, this totally like segues perfectly into our topic, so I'd love to <laughs> dive right in, right? Because we've now made it through like a whole quarter in quarantine, and, and obviously some of us are left picking up the financial pieces. It does seem like every day we are getting another closure notification from one of our favorite businesses, RIP Po Yoga in Short Hills, New Jersey, and Dance Body in Williamsburg. Megan and I are making sad, frowny faces right now, some of our favorite fitness studios that have uh, unfortunately not... Made it through, uh, so of course, with so many of us laid off or fur- fur- furloughed, there's never been a better time to get smart with our money. So we're joined by Trey today for kind of the ultimate insight on how to shop like a personal finance pro while <laughs> while we're all trying to pinch pennies during this pandemic. So yay! Thank yay. you for being here and help shine a light on this for us.
1: My pleasure. It's so good to be here, Megan.
3: So- Okay, well, question, you are, girl. I mean, you are the shopping authority. So like, like step number one, what makes somebody a smart shopper?
1: I think what makes someone a smart shopper is just the willingness to make a little bit of an effort to save whenever you shop, Right. We don't have to be crazy couponers. We don't have to spend hours at our kitchen table clipping coupons, putting them in envelopes. You know, you've you've seen probably the show. You've seen these guys who end I'm up saving with them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they getting I mean, it's their incredible. groceries for free. <laughs> that's right. It's incredible, and like the the um, storage shelves that they have in their basements, and I mean, that's incredible. But I I think uh, being realistic, not all of us have the time or the inclination to shop that way. But there are so many easy ways that we can shop by you taking a look at a coupon site, installing a browser extension from a coupon site, um, earning cash back. There are so many little tools, apps um, that you can just take an extra thirty seconds to see if maybe there's a sale, a coupon, a cash back opportunity that allows you to save a little bit more. And then another kind of easy thing to do is uh, is to shop strategically. So. There are certain times of the year, for instance, where you can get a better deal on a mattress or on an appliance. So, following your favorite uh, smart shopping or personal finance expert to get a sense for when the best time it is to buy something like that, you can save so much just by shopping at the right time, especially for those bigger purchases. I always so, love that yeah. advice
3: because, like, you should, there's certain things you should never buy right now. What should you never buy during a pandemic or during the summer? <sighs>
1: Well, you know, this is a good question because things are a little bit unusual right now. So for instance, yeah, you know, (laughs) it's obvious, right? Um, I would say for electronics, I would typically hold off right now because they're not usually on sale at this time of the year. But I have seen some sales like even on Apple items, which are very rarely discounted. Excuse me. So I've seen some kind of off the beaten path sales that are unexpected. So that's to say that don't completely discount something because it's not normally on sale because because of the pandemic a lot of brands are kind of struggling and hustling to to put sales out there to get people to buy because business is so terrible um, for many of them. But so going into July, um, what we typically see are things like um, early back to school sales, if we can even wrap our heads around that right now. Um, Mm -hmm. And then holiday and July sales, we typically see, and and it's a a way for businesses to generate excitement in July, which is typically a slower shopping time. So Mm -hmm. those are your bigger box stores, your department stores are going to be having these like holiday, holiday in July, Christmas in July sales. So those are things to look at for too. And those tend to be across a number of categories. So, you know, it's just a good time to kind of look and see what's going on. If you're looking for apparel right now, A lot of retailers, even luxury retailers who don't discount very often, are having unexpected sales to try to clear out that spring merchandise that literally has been sitting inside their stores for the past three months while we've been sitting at home. So those are the things that I would kind of look at right now. And then as we get a little further along in the summer, we can expect good sales on patio furniture, grills, sort of all that outdoor stuff. Um, we can see good sales there and then lots and lots of back to school sales, particularly uh, school supplies, backpacks, lunch bags and school clothes. Even if our kids uh, may not be going back to school full time, um, we will see good sales there, too.
2: They'll probably have so saying- many more sales on things that you can teach your children from home as well. Like all like Heidi was saying um I educational. Think, was it, yeah. Was it this episode or last? I don't know. My head was my one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But that was yeah. my pandemic purchase. Yes, guess. pandemic purchase. Okay. I um, was in Target and there
3: was not a single, like they were probably four empty aisles where outdoor furniture crazy. and any kind of outdoor anything would be. You couldn't get a sprinkler. You couldn't get a bike. You couldn't get a bike helmet. There's mm-hmm. going to probably be like a hot um, Craigslist market or some kind of Facebook marketplace market for all of those kind of items. Because I'm telling you could not get my hands on a lawn chair to save
2: my life. Bikes are backed up.
0: You you can't get bicycles right now. No, our neighbor inflatables.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What should we wait for for Labor Day sales? Like what are traditional Labor Day sales?
1: Yeah. So Labor Day sales typically are sort of those bigger items. We tend to see mattresses large appliances things like that and then lots of clearance on your patio furniture grills things like that back to school as well um but like we like you guys were saying so many people are buying lawn furniture and things like that right now and and, and like i said the deals aren't great Retailers know that they can get you because you have to buy those items right now. And they're also not typically very deeply discounted right now. So it's really anyone's guess. Will there be merchandise left at the mm-hmm. end of the summer? Um, typically they're, they're on clearance at that point for Labor Day, but. If there's no merchandise left, you know it may not be a category to look at. So, I mean, I'm I'm less certain than usual um, because of everything that's going on with the pandemic.
2: What do you think really- about all the upcharging? Like, there's, for example, there is a pool. It's a 10 foot inflatable pool. It's called a family pool. You can usually get it at Target, Walmart, Amazon for $25 and it is on Amazon for $85. Wow. So what do you have to say about that? What advice do you have for everyone looking at like these things that are hot tickets and. (sighs) Yeah. Good question. I'm so
1: bothered by price gouging and it's, It's so unfair to the consumer. And there's really no way as a consumer to manage that. You just have to be smart about where you make your purchases. So if you see that pool on Amazon and it's $85, take a minute to Google the item or similar items and see if you can find them more reasonably priced elsewhere. And shame on Amazon for allowing that to happen, frankly. Every Um, review,
2: every review commented. like this is a $25 pool. Why are you charging $85? And it's mm-hmm. like, of course there's no responses to so the hundreds of <laughs> reviews that say that. And you're like, it's yeah, even happening with it, the Airbnbs too. I, yes. I don't know if you noticed that, but the Airbnbs, um, even just the houses in general, there there's like bidding wars and people are paying cash for like over asking price. Like, you know, times three. No, Uh, real estate is insane insane. outside of cities. (laughs) You had
3: a cool blog post, which was five ways to shop uh, smart during the pandemic. And there were, there were some cool strategies to make your money work for you that I don't always think about. And if I did, I would be very, I'd be, I'd be able to buy more bikinis. So (laughs) can you, can you share some of those with us?
1: Yeah. So, you know, some of the things that I mentioned before and I kind of rattled through them quickly. So I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit. So, installing a browser extension is to me the smartest thing you can do that sounds
3: so technical and scary yeah you know (laughs) to me too a browser extension (laughs) is there an app for that is that there is an app
1: for that yes so there there are many so um there's coupon cabin there's slick deals there's Rakuten there's honey and you're seeing all these commercials for Rakuten especially and you might be like what is Rakuten I don't get it um what does Sorry. the name mean?
3: What is in um, like, rack up a deal? Rack
1: it in? I don't know. Oh. I mean, they were, for what I understand, originally from Japan, and now they're in the States, and so I'm not quite sure what the name of it, is, what it means, hmm. but what a browser extension is, it's um, it's a piece of technology that makes your browser strong Smarter. So if you use uh, Chrome, for instance, Google Chrome or Firefox or Safari, you can find these free browser extensions that take just a second to install. And what it does is as you're shopping, uh, you'll get a little pop-up that'll say, there's a cashback opportunity here at jcrew.com or on Amazon or wherever it may be, or there's a coupon that, that we can try to apply for you. And so it essentially does the work for you. It becomes the crazy coupon lady Hmm. on your browser, which is to me amazing. Like I don't have the patience or the time just to, to spend all that time doing all the research myself, right? So I find that browser extensions and of course apps on your phone as you shop, these are ways to make technology work for you. Mm-hmm that allow you to save money with very little effort. So if I can earn 5%, 10% cash back on a purchase, that's 5% or 10% I didn't have before. If I can save 20% or 40% on something, that's a great savings to have. So that to me is like my favorite way to save. And then also, you know, setting that allowance for yourself, like I mentioned, is really important right now. Because we are in many cases stress buying, and yes, it makes us feel better to buy ten bikinis, Megan. Um, but <laughs> did you just blow your budget at Lord and Taylor? Probably. Oh yeah, no
3: budget blown. Yeah, <laughs> oh they fit, and my my small boobies in right, wide wide woodcases are hard to fit. I mean, I can justify it, right? Look at me go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you got to buy a pool too to go with it. Oh, well, I'm on right. that. I'm An on that. An eighty dollar pool. <laughs> got, I'm shopping for that too. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so those are, those are the couple of things that are in that blog post that I think are really, really helpful to help us save along the way. I just think it's always worth that extra 30 seconds to look for that savings, because if you're not doing it, you're essentially leaving money on the table. Uh, Another thing that I always suggest is use a credit card that works for you. Like is your credit card giving you points for the things that you're actually buying? Um, I'm considering switching my credit card right now because I'm paying an annual fee for a United visa. And yes, I'm racking up lots of United points, but where am I going? Where am I flying? Like that's not working for me right now. And I'm paying a $95 annual fee. So is there another card that maybe is fee free that allows me to earn points on gas or on restaurants or on shopping. So, you know, think through, like, are you using this credit card? Well, is it working well for you? But then also paying that credit card off every single month if you can, Mm -hmm. because I know so many people who are carrying credit card balances and essentially any efforts that you're making to save along the way, you're basically wasting your time because if you're carrying balances over month to month, you are then paying finance charges every single month. And then that money that you just saved is for nothing. So make purchases only that you can pay off every single month, unless of course you're in dire straits and your dishwasher broke and you need a new one. If you're buying bathing suits or backyard pools or things like that, really take a minute to think, can I afford this? Can I pay it off every month? And is it
0: essential? You know, ask yourself those questions and then make your purchase accordingly. I think that's great advice. I mean, it's so important to think holistically about every situation. Like, for instance, I just had to furnish an entire house. I moved, (laughs) I'm moving from New York City, as many people are in the mass exodus, to Pennsylvania. And I'm moving from a two-bedroom apartment to a very large house, which is great and exciting, but very expensive. So I was just telling the girls earlier, like, I was ordering from, like, Wayfair and Overstock. And first of all, there were incredible 4th of July deals on furniture. I, you know, it, it feels so good when they're like, you saved $1,000. I'm like, but I spent five to save one, but whatever. Yes. But what I wasn't taking into consideration is that all of this furniture is going to have to be assembled. So now I have to pay for a handyman versus, so maybe the chair costs 200 at Wayfair and 350 at Bloomingdale's, but it would have been assembled the other way. So I, you really do need to take a step back I really like the advice about the credit card mm. because that is such an easy place to make that mistake. Oh, I got all these savings. And you are literally paying that. T- How many of us get our credit card bill and don't look at mm. what we're really racking up on those finance charges? It's scary. Mm. Yep. It's scary to look at that number. And Can I give Edgashar you a tip Chargers- about Wayfair? Mm-hmm, Quick please. tip
1: about Wayfair that I discovered uh, a couple years ago when I was buying some new dressers. You know, if you've ever tried to assemble a dresser it's, it's horrible, right? Like all the drawers and like, there's so many pieces. It's really, it's like hours of work. And, you know, I don't mind assembling something, but I really hate assembling dresses, dressers in particular. And so what I discovered on Wayfair is there's a little uh, box that you can check to only look for items that arrive assembled. And so that could save you a couple of hours. And then maybe you could also find a good deal on Wayfair. I mean, I tried that when I was buying my... Patio furniture, because patio furniture is also difficult to assemble, like those lounge chairs and things mm-hmm. like the little mini couches. Those are very hard to assemble also. Um, but there was nothing available, but like dressers and other items for the interior of your home, you might be able to find something that's, you know, to your taste, but also assembled. And so you therefore have saved yourself a few hours, um, by doing that.
0: You mean might save my husband a few hours. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Trey,
3: one of the other things that I love that you do is you'll tell us, okay, here are the best things to buy at Costco, the best things to bed, buy a bed, bath and beyond. You kind of like break it down by store. Mm-hmm. Could you break down a few of your favorite stores for us? Cause especially Costco, I mean, my husband is his favorite store. He comes home with four <laughs> pairs of slippers every time. <laughs> um, like, but what, what should you be buying beside four pairs of slippers at Costco <laughs> or Sam's club or a big box retail
1: yeah. So that's a that's a great question. So first of all, if anyone who's listening is interested in shopping at a specific store or a specific site, if you go to TrueTrade.com, you can you might be able to find content that I've written about, like these are the ten ways to save on crafts, or these are the ten ways to save at Target. So that uh, information is all there. But uh, Megan, you ask a really important question. So when it comes to uh, buying in bulk. You know, we, we're paying for our membership already. And, you know, hopefully we've given some thought to, to like, okay, does that membership net out in a way that it makes sense for me? Am I buying at Costco enough so that membership makes sense? And so after you have that conversation and you decide, yes, it makes sense and you're going to buy in bulk, um, you can get into trouble at a store like Costco, BJ's Sam's Club, because people often tend to overbuy, first of all. Four pairs then, of slippers. Yes, four pairs of slippers, which you don't need. You have and so a
3: pair of feet.
1: Right. So it's it's really important to go with a list and then also be careful about buying things in bulk that you're not going to use quickly enough. And what I mean by that is things like spices. You know, it's so exciting to see a giant container full of cumin or a gallon bottle of um extra virgin olive oil. If you have many kids like you do, Megan, like that makes sense. But for me, I have one kid. So I'm not going to go through that extra virgin olive oil within the, you know, ideally six months when that product is at its best. And then I'm using extra virgin olive oil past that point where it's not great. And that is also the case with spices. You think, oh, spices never go, never go bad. That's true. They never go bad, but they do lose their potency after a while, as do liquid detergents. So these are things that you think, oh, I'm going to go to BJ and get my humongous you know, five-gallon thing of laundry detergent. But if you only have three people in your family, that might not be the best purchase because that product tends to lose its e- efficacy after a while. So spices, olive oil, um, sunscreens also degrade over time. So you don't want to buy a gallon bottle of sunscreen unless you have several people in your home using those items. So it's important to buy well when you go to those stores and then also not overbuy. You know, because your husband loves all of those slippers, but does he need them all? No. So you might want to challenge him to pick his favorite and walk away with one pair. Oh,
0: instead they're all of the same. No, no, they're, they're all, all the all same. same. <laughs> Backup.
3: It's
2: backup. Yeah, yeah. It's the craziest thing. (laughs) Did you guys find that during the pandemic though? I was doing, it's just John and I. We don't have children, but we were, we had like a backup of like apples and like fruit Mm. and things that we were buying because we don't have a car also. So we were waiting for those deliveries from those food delivery services and they were really hard to get the time slots in the beginning. So our kitchen Mm. table turned into like, we looked like i don't know where we were going with all this food but we had apples and things that just wouldn't go bad i don't know why i keep saying apples um but it was crazy i'm like john what do we first of all we can't eat this fast enough and i was just trying to to cook fast enough to eat and then we didn't really need it all it's just i think it's like a sense of panic and you know we need to why are we hoarding everything we i think we're all going to be okay with the between the toilet paper and the extra food and everything else our kitchen table was ridiculous
1: that's a great point. And I think that a lot of us struggled with that at the beginning, because obviously, you know, sort of right upon lockdown, there were things that we couldn't get. Mm-hmm. And so then we start thinking, well, what else won't I be able to get? I won't mm-hmm. be able to get apples. So I need to buy that humongous <laughs> bag just for my husband and I, you know, so I think that was just a more of an emotional response. And we now I think that we're kind of settled in and we see that. Yes, we can get those things and we're kind of back in gear. We should try to back away from that kind of panic spending that we were doing at the beginning. But I I think it's it's perfectly natural that you were doing that and that we all probably did that for certain things. I mean, I was like, toilet paper, we can't run out. And, you know, I mean, I think we all had our moments where we just we were trying to control something because Mm -hmm. everything felt out of control. And so not being able to get the things that we can normally get so easily, I made us all very worried. And so it made us feel better to like have that giant bag of apples, but we need to kind of, you know, back off of that, um, that kind of shopping now, now that we know that we can get the things we need if possible.
0: Hi, I'm Jamie from off the ground launching a podcast is a lot of work luckily gotham podcast studio has everything you need to get started whether you just need an hour of recording time or a jump start with full service production gotham podcast studio offers high quality audio and video recording reduced membership rates podcast hosting services and much more all from their studio located in the heart of manhattan visit gothampodcaststudio.com for more information now back to the show
3: Right. So we talked big box, but I'm so I the chief spirit officer of my town of Westfield, New Jersey, and, and a lover of small businesses and a huge supporter of shopping local. I spend more to shop local. Is, is there are there ways to support local and shop local without feeling like, wow, I'm overpaying. What are the best ways to shop local? Are there smart strategies around that, too?
4: Yeah,
1: there are. So, you know, now is again such an unusual time. So you should check in with your favorite shops, whether they're open or not, to figure out a way to support them. So I have a couple thoughts here. So, small shops do have sales also, and they might post it in their window versus, you know, a huge advertisement on Facebook, or maybe they are advertising on social media, or maybe they're posting on your local um, email listserv or Google groups or whatever it may be. So keep your eyes peeled for those, those savings. Um, but in terms of how to support your small businesses, because really, they need us more than ever. Um, if you have a, a favorite shop, for instance, that's not open, what you can do is see if you can buy a gift certificate or a gift card from that business to use once their doors are open, because that will help give them um, some much needed cash in front. So they have more operating budget. And then you can utilize that those funds later for yourself. So that's one way
3: to support a business now versus later. I had a gift card to a restaurant and we felt too guilty to use it. We're like, no, 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 let's just pay cash. We can't use the gift card. And I'm like, it was a substantial gift card, but we were afraid to use it. But maybe down the line when things are better. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, the other good way that you can support your local businesses is to give them good reviews. You know, as, as far as consumers, when we're discovering a new business, even if it's in our town, we might go to Yelp and see what people have to say or other sites, right? So. Post raving rave reviews about your favorite businesses. You can do that right now, whether your favorite business is open or closed. And then another way to help your local business is if you haven't checked in with them for a while, it might be good to, you know, pop by and see like, are they open? Are they not open? And if they're only partially open, you might say to them, like, what have you guys done to pivot during this time? They might say, like, I noticed a lot of restaurants in my town, we're doing um grocery like you could pick up groceries or, or fresh meats and things like that because they have already the relationships in place and the the sub- supply chain to get those ingredients and so another way that you could maybe support a local business if you don't want to eat out every single night of course is maybe buy groceries from them too mm-hmm. so there are lots of ways that we can support our local businesses that you know even don't involve spending you know just supporting them just telling your friends about them is a great way too because obviously you know so many of us are struggling financially at the same time, and so as a shopping expert, you know I'm I'm loath to, sh- to talk about shopping, shopping, shopping all the time because I'm mindful of the fact that people might be struggling. So I like to recommend these other ways that we can support local businesses that don't necessarily require a personal financial outlay. Hmm.
0: Can we
2: talk a little bit about people like me who are addicted to buying things on sale? Like It's like <laughs> such a good deal and you get such a great feeling when mean, you get such a good deal. But it's like I had one friend say to me and I never left me. This might have been a decade ago. She said this to me. She said, if you wouldn't buy it full price, don't buy it on sale because you know sometimes it's just like the excitement and like right now as you mentioned with like the IRL retail stores like liquidating their spring stuff people are like I want to buy everything because it's 50% off and that's amazing it's such a deal but it's like it's not a deal if you don't use it or need it or want it right so what do you have to say about that sort of I love sale mentality
1: (laughs) yeah that's a that's a great question Heidi and I think that um that that question that you or that that tip that your friend gave you is a really good one. I think uh, sort of to piggyback on that, though, you may not buy that item at what it's priced at a 100%. But if it's 50% off, maybe it's something to buy, like maybe it's worth it. So I think that's something to think about as well. But um, even if you get 50% off on something, you're still spending 50%. So you have to be really careful about those purchases. I mean, I have several things that I often uh, advise. It's, you know, put it in your cart walk away, come back a day later, see if it's something that you still want, or if it's something that you maybe thought about for a while, giving yourself an allowance is another way. Um, You know, everyone manages their money a little bit differently. I mean, some people have, you know, a a laid out budget. I don't, I kind of um, limit the amount that I can spend on on my own things, like fun things every month. and, And that's helpful for me, because then I can say, oh, I'm getting close to the top of my budget. Do I really want this? Or do I want to wait and have something else to buy later? So these inner monologues can be really helpful. It's similar to food, right? Like when you're sitting there looking at, you know, a, a fridge for a for, uh, full of ice cream. And you're like, do I need to eat all of this? Or maybe just have a tiny bowl. Like those, those inner conversations are really important and they can help us manage our savings as our spending and saving as well. And
2: I think part of like the buying on sale mentality is like the sale is going to end and then mm. you won't get it at that price mm-hmm. anymore. So like, what do you have any like tips for like, you know, redoing the headspace of that, like that, like panic buy mentality, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean it is uh, a habit that we can fall into that then we we stoke over time, and so it's kind of like any of those other things in your life that you do that aren't necessarily good for you. You have to do the work to kind of remove yourself from that behavior, and you know I, some of these things that we talked about can be helpful, but you have to stop thinking like fire sale, I have to get it right now, because it's it's not going to be on sale again. You know, remember this, most things are going to be on sale again, you know, (laughs) Um, it might be on sale in a month. And maybe that'll give you time to decide like, Oh, I really want that item. Of course, with seasonal things, you may not be able to get that beautiful card again, again, right. Um, But most more typical household items, they're going to go on sale again. So if you can kind of hold off and wait, and then maybe think about it some more and decide that you really do want it, then you can start looking for it to be on sale again. Does that make sense? Is this
3: weird? Totally. That this is just making me want to go back to Lord and Taylor and buy more bikinis. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> I feel like That's
0: happening to me, Trey.
3: No well, more bikinis I, for you. Can I ask a question? Oh, sorry.
0: Oh, yeah, I was- I was just going to ask if there are any apps that you recommend for like tracking daily spending. Cause I was hearing what you were saying to Heidi was like, if you realize, well, I'm already, it's only that halfway through the month and maybe I'm already like at my budget. I think so many of us are like, if I can't see it, it doesn't exist. And that's how I was in my life in New York for a long time. Like when I actually had to sit down and give and do an honest appraisal of what I was spending on Ubers as a, as an example, Mm -hmm. um, it. Was so shocking. It was Ubers and childcare. Like those are my, I don't buy expensive shoes or handbags. This is Jamie, by the way. I buy like my you know because i would justify it i'd be like well if i'm gonna get work done because i'm above ground versus taking the subway then that thirty dollars heard you works. say that many times And I, I did. <laughs> but you can't do it every day i mean it adds up you yeah. know and so that and then also uh child care and these might be necessities but at the end of the day I can't afford them in mm-hmm. the quantity that I was consuming them. So mm-hmm. do, are there any apps or tracking methods that you would recommend to um, to keep a handle on these things or shopping as well?
1: <clears throat> yeah. So um, Mint, I think, is very helpful for that. I use that to kind of have a, a wholesale look of all my finances and you can track certain expenditures through them. They, you know, I get a little alert when I make a big purchase and that's helpful for me to be like, oh, right, okay. And like no more big purchases for a while. Um, and then also I know that American Express offers something like that. When you, when you use the card, you can kind of set up um, spending limits and get alerts. Um, you should check with your credit card to see if they have something like that because then it's, it's kind of all rolled in together and it's not one more thing that you have to think about. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, bottom line too, um, old fashioned pen and paper or even the memo function on your phone. Like I track so many things just in the memo function, like, you know, spending or ideas that I have. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, depending on what kind of person you are, depending on how, of course, you think, if maybe using a new app might uh, help correct some bad behaviors, that's maybe an option to a way to go or checking with your credit card, or then maybe an old fashioned way might be good too.
3: I've known you for a long time. I think we met back in the Retail Me Not days with Brian Hoyt. Yeah. Um, and the one thing I did not know about you is that you had your own cosmetics line and that you were a makeup artist. It, is is this still like, can we shop Trey? Like what? Talk about the line. <laughs> um,
1: you so just want com- to shop,
3: Megan.
0: I know, really. You're, you're scaring me, Megan.
1: Um <laughs> I am the co-founder of a, a cosmetics company called Three Custom Color Specialists, and it's still around. And our specialty was reproducing discontinued colors. So if you had a, a favorite lip gloss that you loved, or yes. um, you know something you have to have again, you know, it's that's what we specialized in. And we worked with makeup artists on Broadway, and then we also had our own ready-made line that was sold um, to different stores around the world. And it was an incredible experience um, because we. We're self-funded and we ran the company for 15 years or or I helped run the company for 15 years. And then I just kind of hit a wall professionally and felt like there's a lot more for me to do here. And so that's when I, I left my own, my own company, but yeah, it's something that I'm very, very proud of and it's still around. And I would so strongly recommend if you have a a lip gloss, lipstick, concealer, face powder, anything like that, that you love, that's been discontinued, they can reproduce it for you.
2: I think we're going there as soon as we're done. Yeah. (laughs) Freecustom.com. What is it? um, Freecustom.com, the word. Oh, say it again.
1: Threecustom.com. custom.com okay. all spelled out.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Um, I was a fashion editor for years and I, now that you're saying this, I think we did, a, we highlighted, um, a few women and their own, you know, this is, I think we did the story on you and Rachel DeCarlo <laughs> for American Eagle Outfitters. I ah. shoot. Uh, Linda Moran Evans was the beauty editor back, back in the day. Oh um, and I think you were on our list. Cause if you can't see listeners,
3: Trey's really pretty and she has the best hair ever. Yeah. Oh, no, I
2: remember again, <laughs> Nice to have you back in the second life of ours.
1: (laughs) I know this is something that I I completely didn't expect. I mean, you know, I I think many of us have experienced pretty, um, pretty big pivots in our lives. And Mm -hmm. and I I just have to say for your listeners out there that it can happen. Right. So I, I had this cosmetic company for so long. I eventually thought that I was going to start working for I thought I was going to be you know, a VP of marketing at Estee Lauder brand X or L'Oreal brand Y. Um, and I interviewed around. And what was interesting is that everyone wanted to talk to me, but they couldn't figure out what to do with me. Mm-hmm. And they were scratching their heads and like, oh, you've worn so many hats and which box do you fit in? And it was so frustrating at first because I had this idea of who I was going to be and what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And what I wasn't doing was listening to what other people saw. You know, I was like, I want to be, you know, I want to be in product development, get my hands dirty behind the scenes. They're like, nope, you're more of a front of the house person. Like we don't see what you're saying. And I'm like, God damn it. You know, (laughs) but now had I, had I listened more, uh, more, uh, more early on, I would have been better off, I think. And so, you know, from that, once I started realizing, like, pay attention to what people are telling you because how people see you is also. This is really reminding
3: important. me of the Paula Ferris interview, guys. Right, yeah, you have totally. to pay attention to what people see in you. Yeah, yeah what you have to, to you for what you're. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So once I g- sort of got out of my own head, I could s- start pursuing this other thing, which, which. I had no plan. And, you know, like Megan said, I started working for Retail Me Not and they weren't even looking for a spokesperson at the time. But as they started growing, I was like, Hey, I see you guys are doing media. Can I help you? I'm media trained. And mm-hmm. turned out they were looking for a spokesperson with, with our friend, uh, Brian. And yeah. that kicked off this whole second part of my career. And they had a big layoff five years ago, but I went off on my own and have not looked back, have not regretted one minute of it. Um, so it's, it is it is possible to kind of reinvent yourself.
3: I just love that Brian Hoyt's name made it into a podcast. <laughs> He's going to be <laughs> thrilled. Shout out to my childhood friend. Yeah. Um, I think we should start to wrap up, but Trey, one more thing I think is really important is that we are all very conscious and wanting to support Black-owned businesses and to do mm-hmm. our part in that space. What's a way to identify those businesses and to be able to give back in that space and be be active with our dollars?
1: Yeah. So I what I've been noticing and really appreciating is that a lot there are a lot of great lists out there. Uh, Pick your favorite magazine on their website. It's Woman's Day is your favorite magazine. It's Woman's Day.
3: Everyone just say yes and nod your head. Of Of course. course. Megan, can we find lists there? Yeah, Um, we have published a ton. We're doing a lot of great stuff. Yeah.
1: Okay, so that said, like, go to com, go to, you know, any other magazine, they will have a great list that the editors have been working really hard to curate. To me, that's really good guidance, rather than as a consumer, you kind of just you know, just flying by the seat of your pants. Um, So that's one way to go. I think looking on Instagram and following the influencers you love are, they have a voice and they're talking about their favorite black owned businesses. And so that's another way to kind of dive in and find other cool influencers and entrepreneurs and writers and, um, you know, name, name via profession, but other people of color. Who should be on your radar? So that's another way to find those interesting people. I'm actually working on a um, a segment for uh, Good Morning America, their GMA three show at um, one p.m. on um, on weekdays. And I'm working on a roundup of um, black owned fashion designers for loungewear and um, and athleisure. And so this is something that people are really getting into. So if you don't know where to start as a listener, then that's a good way to start. Go to the magazines and the influencers who you trust and and see who they're recommending.
2: I love that Mm -hmm. because I think that, like, I recently did an event where I got to pick where the, like, like every person that logged on, like, $1 was donated to the cause of my choice, foundation of my choice. And I really wanted to do Black Mamas Matter, and I Mm -hmm. thought it was a great place for dollars to go. And somebody said to me, they were like, you know, Heidi, it's, like, a really famous, like, foundation. You should really be doing something that's smaller, that, Mm -hmm. like, doesn't need the The visibility doesn't need the eyeballs. And so that really made me think, I think it does need the dollars and it does need the eyeballs. But it also did give me pause and made me think, okay, so now when I highlight brands on my Instagram account, for example, like, can I look to smaller brands that like aren't on? And I actually did. I Googled all those lists for magazines, like in, in every, and they were all the same. Mm, it was like the mm -hmm. same 12 to 20 brands were in every single list. And I was like, okay, so there is something to that. Like, you know, calling out sort of like the smaller businesses. Do you have any advice for that? I mean, I just like sort of dug deep and I was like, close your eyes. Who do you know that has a small, that has a business? It's a person, you know? Um, but how, do you have any advice for that? I know it's tricky.
1: Yeah, and I do think that Instagram is a really helpful vehicle in that way. I think uh, when it comes to the magazines, when they're covering um, brands owned by people of color, sometimes it's... The PR uh, people. It's the PR people. And so what that means is that while the brands that are being highlighted there are all great brands, they might be in a different, uh, you know, sort of a more... uh, elevated place in their business where they have PR to kind of, um, communicate with the editors from these magazines and so they but they still need our help too right so that's I think still a legitimate road but to answer your question I find that Instagram is super helpful in that way you can kind of go into this fun rabbit hole mm-hmm. if you have you know free time and and look at a couple of your favorite influencers of color see who they're talking about see who they're highlighting and then something else that we can do as people of some influence is highlight those people however we can like you Said, talk about them on your Instagram or make a purchase from them and and highlight it on your stories. We can help spread the word and raise awareness ourselves. Um, And then, you know, in partnership with the magazines that are doing great work too, we can really make a sea change, is is kind of my hope. I think this is a really, really important time in in our history where we're going to turn a really important and uh, necessary corner um, in terms of highlighting people of color, lifting up people of color and creating more opportunities for people of color
2: as well. Are there any hashtags that you recommend that people could search by? I would look
1: at the hashtags for like that the influencers are using like I'm not following any specific hashtags. To be honest, I'm, I'm looking more sort of at the influencers and then seeing who they're talking about seeing what hashtags I can follow there. And then but I'm actually glad that you said that because I do need to follow a few more hashtags. And that's a good thing for me to do. Um, moving forward, obviously, as a person of color myself, it's like, there's work that I need to do as well, you know,
2: well, I know so there's like hashtag black-owned Black businesses. businesses. Black-owned business is a hashtag. Yes. I feel like no. um,
3: a good one is Raquel Smith. She was Beyonce's stylist, and she just launched a sunglass line. Um, and Aww. and she does it with kids, mommy, daughter, kids matching. And she's RAQ1010. Um, and she's like a, just a small growing business, although she is Beyonce's stylist. But um, mm-hmm. I'm supporting
2: her and highlighting her in the magazine, and I was excited to be connected to her. Awesome. Color Me Courtney is a um an influencer who I'm friends with, but she and she's pretty big, but she does a great job of um just helping with some questions, Heidi, like you were just asking, or she's mm-hmm. highlighting the smaller brands. She's in business. my
3: book with you in the extra charge. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Wait, what? <laughs> she's got all the color and all the ranges you guys
2: uh, yeah yes, yes yes she's a sweetheart but she's she does a great job um of trying to highlight the her some of her friends um in the in that in that space and um i think she just did a post today on that as well
0: amazing guys mm-hmm. all right this has been incredibly informative mm-hmm. and i cannot thank you enough trey for being here with us um, we always wrap up with two quick little things first up we have our lightning round are you ready three very deep challenging questions (laughs) okay number one morning or evening workout morning (laughs) workout morning excellent my kind of girl uh what is your favorite kind of workout
1: Um, Right now, walking, because I'm walking and talking to friends all over the country and catching up with them for an hour every morning. But then I also love videos on YouTube. I mean, anything from Pilates to yoga to hit. I like to mix it up because I have a short attention span. (laughs) So I get bored really easily. But walking has kind of been my jam
0: lately. I love it. Yeah, me too. I've I've definitely explored walking during quarantine more than ever before. Everybody's saying that. I love it. Uh, And then three... Coffee, tea, or matcha. Coffee. All right.
2: (laughs) So (laughs) awesome. Okay. And the final round, Megan is karma. (laughs) Megan just says it amazing, but I'm the yogi. So I will explain that karma is the Sanskrit word for action. So we ask all of our amazing, inspiring expert guests. You, what is one actionable item that you could give for our listeners to do small Change big results. So it could be drinking water every morning.
0: Something Mm -hmm.
1: simple. Install a browser extension and do not shop without it.
0: Megan, (laughs) get it together. I'm going to do it. Someone send an IT department staff. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Trey. This was so fun, so awesome, and uh, I'm going to be all up in your DMs asking you a million <laughs> more questions, probably. But uh, I are away. <laughs> Happy to help. Thanks for being here with us, and thank you to all our listeners out there for listening in. Don't forget to subscribe. Listen to us anywhere podcasts are consumed. Uh, subscribe so you never miss an episode, and don't forget to follow us on the gram at off the gram podcast. We'll see you next time.
2: Thank yeah. you. Bye. 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 Bye.
0: Hey, it's Jamie here. So if you've been listening to the show this summer, you know we've partnered with an innovative wellness brand called Equilibria, who are revolutionizing the way we think about CBD. In a saturated marketplace, Equilibria stands out because of how they offer up their range of CBD products. So whether you make a one-time purchase or sign up on their subscription plans, you get a consultation call with one of their trained dosage specialists. So admittedly, I'm one of those people who hears everything about CBD and my head spins. I don't really know what products I should be using, how much I should take, or the best ways to take it, which is why my call with my dosage specialist, Maya, kind of rocked my world. So I'm especially grateful and excited to have Maya here with me on the show today to talk about it. So welcome, Maya.
4: Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for taking the time. That call that we had felt so special and personal. So can you tell me why Equilibria products come with a dosage consultation?
4: Yeah. You know, at Equilibria, we recognize that everyone's body chemistry is different. So for us, it's not enough to just sell you CBD and send you on your way. There's a lot of confusing information out there and not a lot of trusted sources. So it can be hard to determine what dose to take, when to take it, what delivery method you should try. So we built dosage support into the very fabric of our company as a way to provide guidance and education to our community. Our dosage specialists provide personalized support every step of the way on your
0: CBD journey. So that's really what I felt. Like I felt like my hand was being held. You asked so many questions about what do I wanna get out of taking CBD? Like how do I sleep? What do I eat? When do I eat it? So first of all, like, I just want to take a step back. What is the background of these dosage specialists? Like, how do you choose them? Where do you guys come from? Can you tell me about that? Yeah. So our dosage specialists are all specifically
4: trained in cannabis education. So some come more with a background in pharmacology, therapy, uh, psychology. Others come more from a dispensary setting. But we're specifically building this team out to have a varied background Every single dosage specialist is highly trained in the science of CBD. And we also have several pharmacists on staff who can work with you to help manage your medications and talk through any contraindications that might pop up as well.
0: Yeah, which you you had a couple for me and I was really happy. Nobody had ever told me that before that like this amplifies that or this might X out that. So be careful if you take them together like that. It actually never really occurred to me, you know, so like. What are some common uses for CBD? Like, what do you hear most from people?
3: Well, there are a lot of
4: reasons somebody might use CBD, but the top three reasons that we are continually hearing from our members is to help them manage their stress, improve the quality of their sleep, and regulate chronic discomfort. Ultimately, CBD works by helping our own bodies find balance and function like a well-oiled machine. So when our bodies are starting to function properly we're better prepared to take on
0: all that life throws at us. Okay, I really like that. So what are some things that you tell your customers most often that may surprise people? Like for instance, I learned I've been taking my soft gels all wrong in the past. Like you told me, okay, here's the deal. Your CBD soft gels that you're gonna take from Equilibria, you know, it's a rather low dosage of CBD. It's meant to be just kind of like a low dose consistently taken, but if you are taking that on its own, your digestive system will beat up that pill and you probably won't get the CBD. So you recommended I take it with my daily morning snack of almond butter because it gives the, right, it gives it like a healthy fat to glom onto. So like that blew my mind. I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. So like, what are some other things like that?
4: Yeah, that's exactly right. So making sure to take your CBD, particularly anything swallowed like soft gels with a healthy fat is definitely something that catches people by surprise. Your CBD is fat soluble, so taking it with a healthy fat, you don't lose as much to your digestive system. Now, with oils, anytime you're taking an oil or a tincture of any kind, it's more important to hold it under your tongue to allow it to fully absorb sublingually. So, again, the less you swallow there, the better. You know, the other thing that surprises people a lot is that it can take time to see the full benefits. So Most people need three months of consistent use before they start to see the full effects. There's no one size fits all with CBD. So that's why it's important to stick with it, work with a dosage specialist who can help guide you in finding the personalized fit
0: for your personal body chemistry. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And I gotta tell you that like as a wellness influencer, I just get sent so much stuff that I am totally guilty of, taking something one or two days in a row and being like, I don't know, it didn't really work. I didn't really feel anything. And just like moving on to the next product. So I've loved that CBD has become a regimen for me. This has become with Equilibria something that, I've built into my daily wellness regimen. And I'm sorry, speaking of that, can we just be shallow for a minute? Can you just tell me about like the presentation, like the packaging, because it literally looks like art on my bathroom countertop. Like this is probably the first CBD brand that I've actually wanted to merchandise on my countertop because I'm proud because it's so pretty. Like, was there a special thinking behind that or am I making that up?
4: No, yeah, we really wanted to represent clinical meets luxury we want to earn the spot next to your other daytime and evening products sitting on that bathroom counter. So it's important to us to have, you know, a self-care routine that not only makes you feel amazing,
0: but you also look forward to every day. Totally. Well, that's really what's happened. And I cannot thank you enough. I can tell you that myself and all three of my co-hosts, when we had our consultations, we like texted each other, we jumped on our group chat and we're like, that was amazing it was it was really like nothing i've ever experienced before with a cbd brand so thank you so much for joining us and at home if you want your own equilibria products visit myeq.com and use the code off the gram for 15 percent off your first purchase